I'm Jenna Ocean, and this is Little Ritual. Hello and welcome back to the Little Ritual Podcast, the show where we are open and curious about all things spirituality. I am joined in the kitchen this afternoon with my Virgo partner, Nick, who's, who's trying to distract me and apparently thinks that's hilarious and he's making dino nuggets and twerking right now. Anyway, uh, today on the podcast, I like am overjoyed. I had basically someone that I've been fangirling for the entirety of my deconstruction, which would be about, I mean, it's more than three years, but that's been the pinnacle of it. Kevin Garcia. Um, so excited. Kevin Garcia is a spirituality coach, author, speaker, host of their own podcast, A Tiny Revolution, and a dog mom living in Atlanta. They're the author of Bad Theology Kills and The Forthcoming, What Makes You Bloom? Cultivating a Practice for Connecting with Your Divine Self, coming up in January 2024. So I don't fully know how to explain just how much this person's work has meant to me. I've been following, excuse me, their podcast, like I said, since 2020, and it really got me through the pandemic. And it, Kevin's one of the first queer Christians at the time. That's how they identified um, that I was following and listening to. And we talk about this more on the podcast, but it's just really a big dream for me to have a conversation with them. And True to my form, we go, we just have an exploration. We talk about a lot of stuff in this episode, everything from how they're enjoying karaoke and drag to really the heart of it, which is how do we get together after deconstruction? And what does it look like to live in a spiritual community that is separate from the empire of the religion of Christianity. And we start to scratch the surface on that. Just a little scratch. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Kevin Garcia. Anyway, Kevin, welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome to, thank you. Welcome to You're your so show. You're so used to saying welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome um, to your show today. <laughs> thank you. Um, so, okay, just to put like my cards on the table, your you without you distally have been such a companion to Yay. me through my whole deconstruction journey. Mm, that's lovely. I'm so glad. Yeah. I found your podcast. <clears throat> excuse me. I have a little stuff going on in the throat, but I found your podcast in 2020, mm, like the year in the height of the pandemic. And mm. I was also graduating from my Christian college when I found your Where podcast. Did you go? I went to Gordon. Oofta. Are you familiar? Uh, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm only familiar because like I had, there was a time when I was like really connected with Reap and the work they're doing around. Do you know who they are? The I religious don't. exemption, um, religious exemption 
something project. Oh, um, accountability project. And so what they do is they are fighting discrimination at Christian colleges against queer students. So trying to get policy changes and or trying to get their national funding taken away because they are discriminating. And where you go and like at Warden, because I can see, mm. I mean, as you should. Yeah. So I just I just wow. keep track of, you know, these little places here and there where yeah. things are happening and just like places where I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's mm. another one of them. Yeah, that's cool. Do you still actively do work with them or is that something that just something I, I passively support and just like retweet and like if there's an action I can be a part mm -hmm. of, I will. But it's, um, you know, I live in Atlanta, so I'm not close to any Christian colleges right now. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's a Christian college somewhere around here, but yeah, none that I'm associated with. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, like finding your podcast at first for me was like, I felt naughty. That's where I was sneaky. at. I was, I was like, best friend. Yeah. And I literally, I was like, should I follow this person or should I not? Like, would it be bad? And, and the, of course, curiosity, like, it, holy curiosity. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, I remember I just, it's, I followed one queer Christian on the internet because I want to make sure I'm hearing from all sides, which is yeah. also something that they, they always told us to do. Right. It was just like, you know, you can consider anything. And then the truth is obvious. God's truth is obvious. Sure. And, and you're like, God's truth is obvious. If you know what I'm saying. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Already preaching. <laughs> um, <That's right. laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> no, I, I, I love that. Um, but I forget what else. I think you were one of the first queer Christians that I followed. And then I ended up being queer. So that was fun. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. now I'm like, now I'm like a fucking witch. So that's the thing. It's like, what do we call ourselves out here in the great big expansive space of spirituality post church? Yeah. It's like, yeah. And it's like, there is something nice about having a name or like a title but also i feel mm. like people who deconstruct tend to push against at least speaking for myself like right when i find a label say it's like witch mm -hmm. or whatever i'm like that doesn't quite fit right um but that's a really excellent segue thank you for setting that up for me <laughs> listen um, pro <laughs> we're both professionals here both perfect we both have microphones yours is significantly better than mine I don't um, know if that's true. I just think it's a different kind of microphone. That microphone is actually probably good for like vocals of some kind or maybe even a live setup of some kind. No, I think you're right because it has like the omni thing going on. Mm -hmm. That omnidirectional thing can be problematic that, in spaces that are not soundproof. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Anyway, tell can <laughs> you tell us a little bit about yourself and... Also, yeah, this you... podcast is about making a podcast now for all you people <laughs> out there. This is a now a podcast is like about podcasting. No, I'm no, sorry. For real though. No, I have a question for you about like how you started. I'm so curious why people Let's start go. podcasts. Like, like why? Yeah. Is that where it's... you want to start or did you want me to start the other, the other question? I know I was going to have you start with just like, who are you? Sure. Hi, um, my name is Kevin Miguel Garcia. My pronouns are they, them. I live in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a Scorpio sun. I'm a Gemini moon. I'm a Pisces rising. 
And if you want to know, my Mars and my Venus are in Scorpio. My Neptune and my Saturn are in the same degree in Capricorn. The same degree. Wait, right? wait, repeat that last part. What is the same degree in Capricorn? Saturn and Neptune. Interesting. They're just, they're sleeping together and it's like so annoying. <laughs> um, anyways. Um, dreams, like dreams and visions with like restrictions and rules. That's in Capricorn you have no idea if that's not if that's not brat if that's not bratty I don't know what is (laughs) that's literally like like my spiritual teacher and I were talking he's like you know you're kind of a like a brat in life and a brat he's like are you a brat in the bedroom I was like what the fuck man but also (laughs) true and like for clarity's sake it's like I want to be told what to do but then I want to act like I don't want to do it (laughs) you know I do so, I also have a, did you say you have a Scorpio Venus? Yes. I also have Scorpio Venus. So. Yes. We're fun. Cheers. I think Scorpio Venuses are very fun. So but, fun. Um, yeah. As far as um, present work in the world, I call myself a spirituality coach, which feels nice to finally land on like a label mm-hmm. that like isn't so like, I used to call myself a digital pastor and then a spiritual yeah. recovery coach. And I was like, no, I'm a spirituality coach. Cause that's kind of what I'm doing with folks now mm-hmm. is teaching folks how to create a spiritual practice that's actually going to connect you to your divine self, which is just what, you know, love, the universe, grace. Mm-hmm. I've really loved just calling it grace recently with a capital G. Like the whole thing, mm-hmm. the experience. Mm-hmm. The experience of it, whatever force, whatever creative force is out there, whatever part of me that is a soul and is still part of God. And, you know, and it is the extension of God, breath itself, like, like you said, the whole thing. Um, so I help people like restore that connection and then feeling in that relationship that they once had. Um, if that's like the way that they want to access it. Um, yeah. And so I use, I think at this point in my work, I use a blend of like <laughs> practical Christian theology and mysticism coupled with applied yogic philosophy. Ooh. Um, and, and then like, you know, basic, like somatic shit, like how do you breathe? How do you meditate? How do you move your body in a way that feels good? Okay. But how do you breathe? Mm. Like we could all use that. It's actually so simple, but actually so difficult. Yeah. It's like your thoughts. It's just like, you're doing mm. it all the time. You just don't notice it. But then when you start to notice, mm. it tells you a lot. Like the, I remember growing up, like I the way that like my trauma response is like tight stomach and don't breathe and just you know like try to stay still try not to look and so whenever i have one of those things and i can tell that i'm not breathing it just like i just go and we'll literally like groan in public if i need to if i'm yes i'm just like i'm, just like, I'm it's fine i'm self-regulating don't worry about it yes i'm unembarrassed about almost everything now so but yeah, oh, it's like I the, love that. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's that's part of the work. Um author two times over now, second books on the way. And uh I am also uh recently, you know, fresh on the scene as a as a drag queen in Atlanta by the name I've of Gagatha Christie. Hagatha oh, Christie. Gagatha Christie. Gagatha. <laughs> Although Hagatha is my sister. <laughs> we actually are you 
No, we're gonna fi- we're gonna find somebody to be my daughter. It would be my daughter, my daughter, Hagatha. <laughs> yeah, I've been seeing you post more about drag. It looks so fun. I'm having a blast with it. It's just like the theater, like all of like the parts of like that I love about just live performance in general, blown up in a very hysterical, weird way. I'm just like I'm a bearded drag queen. Yeah. Agatha Christie and one of my sisters on the scene um her name's Pop-Tart and she has a big old mustache and a bald head and big old titties and, and a big old booty and like this is what God wanted for us and then the last time we performed together she performed as the Pillsbury Doughboy I'm exactly like okay just exactly what it sounds like just mm-hmm. use our beautiful imaginations yeah just <laughs> imagine exactly a giant Pillsbury Doughboy running around a, a gay bar having you poke him going wait having you poke him as well you know like you know how like you poke the little pillsbury doughboy in the belly and he goes <laughs> oh my gosh that's amazing silly, i have silly, a, silly. i have a queer friend who lives in atlanta or atlanta adjacent mm-hmm. and i've just been trying so hard to get him to like cross your path oh i'm i'm at karaoke at on wednesdays so come on out like literally oh like God. i think that's like between drag and karaoke, those are the two things that are keeping me. Those are my hobbies right now. That like yeah. my non, you know, my non-work, my non-deep hobbies. Mm-hmm. You what know, What's your go-to karaoke right now song? Dreams by Fleetwood Mac, always. If it's a go-to and I just say this, like, get up on the stage and sing now, yeah. I'm ready for that at all times. I love that. That's like, to me, a bold choice. It's just because so- it's not like, it's not like, a Lizzo song you know that's like something mm-hmm. that people have to pay attention to because it's like it's a good mid-tempo everybody knows it yeah and you know it's easy to it's easy to do well but also easy to mess up like that's the thing it's like you, the thing is people like I think everybody's entitled to sing karaoke <laughs> it's like it's like all drag is valid not all drag is good you're like sounding all like Bob kar- Ross but like for karaoke like everyone <laughs> everyone happy trees happy Happy trees trees. up there happy karaoke times but um you know but like i don't care i'm never gonna boo somebody but it's just like you know when people it's like there's only a few people who could ever sing um whitney houston and most of them are not a karaoke it's so true when you got it you got it too yes i performed ice ice baby with my (laughs) my best friend um (laughs) but i didn't know the lyrics and I wasn't, I was too nervous to look at the screen. So the whole time I was singing. That's why it's there though. <laughs> I know, but I froze. And so like she sang the entire verses and then I would just hop in and go, ice, ice, baby. That was all I did the whole time. You know, that's, it's important to have that one friend, you know, who can, who knows the lyrics and can carry you in the moment when you panic. Um, yeah. Like a few um, last I went to theology beer camp last year and I was supposed to host karaoke with my friend, Sarah Heath, but everyone got really drunk really quickly and I got really overwhelmed. And so I just went outside and left yeah. Sarah there. So it was like, <laughs> like, I, I like, that was the same thing. It's just like, I froze and was like, I, I can't do this. This is too Yeah, many this people. is intense. <laughs> yeah. Like this too, too many straight people. They're all nice, but they're all a little drunk for my taste. And also mm, I don't want to sing ccm karaoke that's weird to me ccm karaoke 
like Christian contemporary music from the 90s that like everyone's <laughs> a little weirdly nostalgic about. I love a silly time. I do too. Um, I'm a seven. Mm. So I love silly time. <laughs> I'm also a Sagittarius. Delightful. I, I really love that you gave me like your whole chart. That really was my love language. Just so you know. <laughs> is when people can actually understand what's going on there. It's like, oh, that's fun. And that's yeah. the thing. It's always fun because everybody's, every chart has a different flavor and every person's a different flavor. So it's like really fun. I've, I love astrology. I think it's a delight. Maybe I think too. it might be my, the, the next thing that I go try to learn more about. Ooh, I love that. Um, your next fixation. Yeah. In the best way possible. <laughs> for sure, for sure. A positive obsession. Is it okay if I ask you about your podcast? Mm-hmm. A Tiny Revolution. Absolutely. may or may not have completely inspired the name of my podcast, Little Ritual. Yay. Yeah. Um, actually, quick divergent, just to tell you. So my business's name is Joy Play, and I got that name after listening to you describe mm -hmm. working out yeah you were, you were like you know what i no longer call it working out because it's just like how do i embrace how do i engage with joy and play through my body mm -hmm. and i was like oh shit, that's it mm -hmm. so you yeah. totally inspired that name yeah <laughs> and i still feel the same way about working out and it's yeah. i uh it's a game and that's how, like, I think, like, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm really, like, it's, it's great. I had a really great workout this morning, too. So it's like, eh. Hey, that's amazing. Um, I am wondering, I, I could literally go on a rabbit trail about that. But um, I'm wondering, when did you, do you remember, like, the first episode that you ever mm -hmm. created? Why did yes. you, can you tell us like, why, why did you start a pod podcast and how did you, mm -hmm. I'm so curious why people start podcasts. Cause I think it's a really unique right. thing to do. Yeah. Well, um, when I came out in 2015 podcasts were still like, they were like on the verge of being popular, but they weren't like the thing, you know? Right. You know, it was like, you know, there's, there, like, I think like the big names in podcasting, when I was, you know, coming out was the Rob Bell podcast. Uh, it was um, Rob Bell. Oh my God. I can see the picture. The Rob Bell, the liturgist. Um, uh, the, uh, theology or whatever uh, Trip Fuller's is for Theology Beer Camp. But it's uh, Homebrew Theology is what it's called. Um, and there were a couple other places, but there was not any like really besides, um, the queer theology podcast with Brian and Shay, there was not another, uh, queer spiritual podcast or a time queer Christian podcast. Cause I was still very Christian when I, when I came out, um, but nothing that was telling like queer stories of faith at all that I knew of or queer stories of resilience or just queer or just interesting stories from interesting people which is like really what i wanted to do like i had all of these questions and i wanted to talk to smart people about them and then i was just like well a really good way to do that is to say oh i have will you come on my podcast and have a conversation with me and it's just like we're really it was like an excuse for me to hang out with really cool people that i wanted to be friends with 
um, right and now. And then, you know, those pot, those conversations, like, that's the thing is like, I, I want, cause like a lot of times, like these deep conversations, you know, these are the conversations I want to have and I want to share with more people. And so I love the format of a podcast because now I get to have deep conversations with my friends and record them and share them so that other people may be edified to use an old school word. Mm-hmm. Um, and you so can listen back to them. If I'm sorry, I think there's a lag. So it just is what it is, but a slight lag. That's there's okay. a slight lag. I was just going to say, and you have those conversations with your friends, like forever documented. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of special. In one way, yes, it is very, very special. And another way I think it's funny is like, it gives you a front row seat to your own evolution. Because like, I even looked like, I used to be a blogger is like, that was the thing that was big at the time. Um, and some of the things I wrote, I'm like, yikes, I was still pretty much like a fundamentalist in every way, except for like, it's okay to be gay. Um, but then like, you know, you lose the gay thing, then you lose hell. And then you, you know, it's all turtles down the hill. Yeah. Hmm. So you, wow, that is really interesting that it's like an open diary or that's what it sounds mm-hmm. like almost is because you started how, how many years ago was that? Did you say 2015? 2015 so you know almost eight years um wow and i will say like i've had like some like i will say in the past two years i've been my most inconsistent and i am currently in a phase of consistency again where i'm getting back at it and like but uh yeah it was a lot has happened since then like a lot of shift in culture like also when i started sharing my story in public like i I was like, basically, I was like, I'm an advocate for queer inclusion. And then it's like, oh, this is a, decon- a deconstruction content creator. I'm like, is that what I'm doing? Like, I didn't know that. Huh. Was, I didn't know that was a thing until like five years into doing the work when somebody told me. I'm like, is that what I'm doing? I've been deconstructing. I just thought it was called losing my shit. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, yes, I do. Oh, yes, I do know. To sum up, to answer the question, the original question, I started it because A, the resource did not exist. Like there was not a person to talk to. There was not a whole lot of people journeying. It was like the queer Christian community was still burgeoning in some ways. Like Mm. Gay Christian Network had been around, but just like they hadn't really, it hadn't gone vogue. Yeah. You know, and I think like from 2015 to 2020, there was, this incredible surge and so i created the thing that i needed um Mm -hmm. in many ways and it it was i love it you know it's it's one of the most fun things that i do even like when i'm inconsistent with it i still love it and i wanted to comment on that because about the inconsistency because i don't maybe this is not helpful but literally some one of the things I love the most about your podcast is like how human it is. Mm. And I love the imperfections. I'm like, I love when you come on and you're like honest about your humanity. And I'm I'm not to say that that's like an expectation we should have of podcasters, but like sure. I've gained so much permission just from you coming on and being like, listen guys, like the depression is happening right now. Mm. And so if, if I'm not posting, like, it's because I'm taking care of myself. And for mm-hmm. me, that's given me a lot of permission. I don't know. 
there, that could be a whole rabbit hole, mm. but why I struggle with just being honest about stuff like that and mm. hearing you say that over like your platform has been really empowering to me. So I'm so glad. Yeah. So I'm happy that you are, that you are happy with finding consistency, but also just know mm. from like someone listening's point of view that it, I think it gives us permission to just mm -hmm. exist. To fucking rest. Yeah. And also to recognize that like, no one like i feel like we people especially like content creators put so much pressure on themselves to like be constantly going and going and going i'm like things are seasonal you gotta like be okay with like sometimes you're gonna be you know high output like right now feels like a high output time for me but like that's the energy i'm feeling that's what i'm gonna go with i'm just gonna follow it and then when the next thing comes i'll do that but it's like never, never sacrificing, at least for me, like I have a high priority on feeling good and keeping myself in the center of, of peace and connected with grace. Because if I'm not feeling that, then like, can I do something about it? Most of the time, the answer is yes. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's existential. Sometimes it's because we live in the hellscape of late capitalism, yeah. but sometimes it's just my fucking thoughts in my head that I've been programmed to think. You know? Sometimes you just got to go on a run. At least that's my response. Like, I need to get it out. Mm -hmm. If I get trapped up here, I need to go down. Mm -hmm. Get into, like, it's the only time when I'm working with my students, like, I've, I've said this, I'm like, this is when doing a practice or, like, doing something that's going to make you feel better, which is the practice. Um, I've never, it's like, I don't say this in any other aspect of life. Think less and do more in that regard of like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm thinking about this terrible thing over and over. And I, I want to do my practice, but I can't do my practice. I know I'd feel better if I go for a run, but I just, I'm, you know, you know how you just get pissy and you get stuck in it and just like stop oh, yeah. thinking about it. Stop thinking for a second, move. Yeah. The reason like you can't move this energy by thinking is because it's not, that's not how you get energy through your body. Mm. And you I know? think, yeah. And it's such a conundrum because we like, in that moment, we're like sneakily convincing ourselves that we, no, we should deliberate more. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you're trying to understand something that you understand. You're pissed. You're sad. You're depressed. You're whatever it is. And if if that feeling is keeping you stuck in one place, then have compassion for yourself for being stuck in that place and be sweet to yourself while you're there. Mm -hmm. um, but if you can. If if move if you think that you're moving your body would even give you just even one percent better, is uh, probably give you more, but it's better is better in my book. Yeah. What are you like? What? Because you're a seven wing, right? Mm-hmm. In eight very, wing seven. Very very eight. Um. Also, my personal like Enneagram philosophy. Um. Hit us. The I love the 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 brain-based Enneagram by Dr. Jerome Lube. His idea is basically that you were all nine numbers working in concert with one another, but at different capacities. So you take the ready test, you plug in your numbers into this thing. And so it's a little bit more dynamic and you can see how you change over time. Um, again, oh, cool. Enneagram's all theory people. So if you're listening to this and saying heresy, any that's not true. Like none of it's true. It's Just like, yeah. It's yeah, all a metaphor. It's, it's literally all archetypal. Yeah. It's not meant to show you who you are. It's meant to show you how you get caught up. You goose. Yeah. 
Anyways, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I was. I was just gonna say my eight and my seven are separated by less than one percent. So I'm like, oh, let's have fun, but also let's get angry about it. Yeah, just like your Neptune and Saturn, they're just like sleeping Chilling. in the same bed. Yeah, and where I, where I, where I pull the lowest, like where I have the least stability, is in four. So it takes a lot of energy for me to like feel the deep emotions. Yeah. <sighs> I love fun. I love dynamic things. I also love slow things, but I don't like, you know, I don't want to go down into hell. Yeah. And sit you with just that. did that for me already. Okay. <laughs> Three days. I was going to ask you as to like sevens. Um, I know that in my spirituality, if I'm not having fun, Mm. in some way if it's not feeding that then it's it's not going to be a lasting practice right and i'm curious like is there anything that you what's giving you life like in your spiritual practice right now um i think what's giving me life in my spiritual practice right now is funny enough like i'm it's it's this full circle thing with jesus being my teacher my brother, my teacher, and friend. That's how I think of Jesus, which is the way that Jesus um, is described in A Course in Miracles. Not someone who's a deity, not somebody who, you know, is one with God, but no more one with God than I am or you are or anybody else listening. Like, seeing Jesus as the example of how to live in complete harmony with that. Um. I don't know. I've, I've been really attracted to like, you know, the, the mystics of Christianity recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, I am deeply a part of like a yoga community and I have a teacher and a lineage that I'm a part of that goes back, you know, a couple hundred years now that I'm truly loving learning, you know, applied yogic philosophy you know, not just as somebody who can like, oh, I can lead a yoga class, but just like, that's the yoga as the movement is great, but it's such an, it's bastardized in the West. And like, mm. people think that yoga is an exercise. People think that doing like practicing yoga is practicing a form in yeah. a room full of skinny people. That's not it. And they have a reason for thinking that, mm-hmm. you know, cause so many studio, I'm a, I'm a yoga instructor as well. I don't know. If you oh yeah that. so am i like i've got i love that you you i had no idea about that part yeah. of you yeah i don't do it all the time like i'm certified i don't lead any classes though but i'm I'm certainly certified yeah i i'm not leading any classes right now either um, i kind of got fed up with exactly what you're talking about mm-hmm. like studios just being so homogenized and not and it's like people like people are coming to yoga yes to move but also like the fact is like we're giving out yoga teacher certifications to people who know how to lead an exercise class, but don't know how to lead people into their soul. It's the same problem with fucking seminaries, mate. It's like, we are teaching people how to think about a book. We're teaching people what other people thought about this book. And we're teaching people how to run businesses, local businesses that they call nonprofits that we call church, these little social clubs. But they're not even teaching pastors how to have a relationship with God. And therefore, we have all these, you know, churches that are existing just to perpetuate themselves. Yeah. (sighs) I can't tell you how many 
times I've met people in seminary and I almost went to seminary because I Dodged wanted to be a, a pastor. Bullet. Yeah. Who, who among us didn't know, like, I was like, I'm a good queer Christian and not, I've <laughs> got to be a pastor. I've got to go to seminary and understand why I believe what I believe. Yeah. Oh my God. That's why I went to college for sure. I was having such mm -hmm. a, let me tell you, I was having such a good time in Australia. I was a charismatic Christian, just like literally. Did you go to Hillsong College? No, I went, Oof. I went to, I did YWAM. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. I actually had a good experience. I know people have bad, ex really bad experiences. Sure, 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 sure. But I had a good experience because I basically like fucked off and did my own thing. And was See, like, everyone who did that on the world race had a great time. I was such a fucking <laughs> pious kid. Like I just well, did everything by the book. I did both. Cause I was like, I was like, I'm going to evangelize to every single person I meet, but also like, I don't know why I think I was protected or blessed, but like all of the little cultural things, I was like, no, that's mm. bullshit. My parents aren't Christian. So like, I, I don't know. They were like young when they had me. So. I don't know, the bullshit meter was a little high, but also for whatever reason, I was totally bought into this Holy Spirit stuff. Um, See, that's where they get us like secret witchy, witchy mystics. Is that oh, like- so witchy? Oh my God. Like, <laughs> like what's- uh, I wanna, Fire tunnel? Uh, <laughs> fire tunnel laying on a hands like, girl, I got slain one time. Like I'll admit, I got yeah. slain. I also okay. have, um, you know, you know, like I've just I've had so many like weird like moments of like within kind of like those things where I'm just like, you know, grace will come wherever she will, even through imperfect hands and imperfect yeah. spaces. To like and yeah. I think that's like the thing that like actually like kept me alive was, you know the real thing being there too, like tied yeah. into the octopus tentacles of yeah. evangelicalism. Yeah, and that's what I think, like, um, and really, I think for me, it, like, it really was, like, through the person of Jesus, whom I've known since I was, like, nine years old, like, I know this mm -hmm. person, I have yeah. a relationship with this teacher, I always have, and I know, I'm like, I know this isn't it, and so yeah. it's like, it's like, and it was one of those things where it's just like, they were looking at the gay community or gay Christians and they would say things like, you know, Jesus says, not everybody who says, Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom. And I just thought, I'm just like, yeah, but I think he's actually talking about y'all. Yeah. You know, you you want to know why all your churches are shutting down and like falling apart because a, they're businesses. And just mm -hmm. like in an economy, businesses fail and B what did Jesus do when you made his house a den of robbers? He flipped the tables and I'm sorry. But you know, the second coming is here, bitch. <laughs> and Jesus it's is pissed. Us. We're out. It's us like... and we're tired. <laughs> yeah. The second coming. That sounds so sexual. There's so much sexual oh stuff God. in like Phyllis. No. Um... There's, there's like there's there's a there's like a joke that's always made by people who have penises around masturbation. It's just like it's really hard to like attain orgasm when you're always worried about the second coming. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Oh man no but it's what you were saying i resonate with so much and what i was mm -hmm. gonna say is that i was in australia like experiencing something real something real tied in with all this other bullshit like mm -hmm. but i just didn't care and sometimes i wonder how much things are personality based as to how quickly you can exit evangelicalism mm -hmm. yes 
but I was all in there. And then I went to Gordon because I had that narrative in my head of like, well, I want to know, you know, mm -hmm. like, I want to know the shit. I want to know the Bible Yeah. now that I've experienced. So I went into school thinking it would be like this endless summer camp. <laughs> I oh, was so yeah, we, oh, yeah. It's I like, was I so thought, wrong. yeah, you think that you're going into school and like all of these Christians are just as excited or zealous or like on the same wavelength as you. And you realize, oh, people are very different, very mm -hmm. different. Yeah, people were, and I understand it now from the perspective of when I went in, there was a huge upheaval because it was, this whole thing happened where the president deeper dug into the hole of queer people are wrong and mm -hmm. can't be here type of thing he wrote like a letter to the president it was this whole thing but so people were very divided when i showed up and i showed up as this like fucking golden retriever like high on the holy spirit and people are like like no it's not this way in corinthians and like it was just it was a like, lot that's the, they're like <laughs> it's so interesting they're really like trying to get back to this like at like i remember like evangelicals say we gotta get back to the acts one church church like it's like the day of Pentecost. and it's like so we need to be small organizations of community members who are led mostly by women where we um take care of orphans and widows share a meal at least once a week between classes and also you don't need to be circumcised did we miss anything yeah you know? we're all good we're gonna share our resources so that... yeah, <laughs> yeah and also just like I also just want to say there's a really great book out there for anybody who is obsessed with early church stuff as I am. Yeah. Like the pre the pre-church Christianity, if you will. That was mm -hmm. like a fringe like religion. There's a book called Bef uh After Jesus Before Christianity. Mm -hmm. Highly recommend. Mm -hmm. It also like talks about how the fuck did we end up with Paul and we ignored all the other people of the time? Answer Holy Roman Catholic Church. How did we end up with letters that didn't actually get penned by Paul? Holy Roman Catholic Church. That is so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Why did why were all of like the original Jesus clubs and like so like you know Paul's out here writing to all these women who like are running these local Jesus clubs. I mean, they were just like Jesus communities sure. or guilds, if you will, because everybody at the time had a kind of guild, whether you were like a craftsman or like you were a politician, like, you know, there was like social clubs were like a normal thing for the time. And this social club was centered around this. Mm. Um, and they were different from town to town and the rituals were different from community to community. And the beliefs were not built on anything except for how we're going to take care of each other. And that's why it was such a popular religion. Yeah. I love that context. Also, just so you know, Kevin, um, your screen went black. I don't oh, know. It's because I, my camera was. Okay. My camera back. went to sleep. Sorry. It's all good. Um, no, I love that. And I have been my like ADHD fixation right now is on witchy stuff. Nice. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, mm. I also live in New England, very Salem adjacent. So like, it's really cool. I don't it's pretty it's in There's, the air up there. It's in the it really is. Um, anyway, when I read the early church stuff, I'm just like, I get it. You guys were covens mm. like cool. Period. <laughs> you know? Period. And honestly, 
in a lot of ways, I do wish that we could go to that description of what you're saying of Acts mm -hmm. 1, like the real situation, yeah. because I'm really lonely. And I think a lot of people are really lonely. Girl, yes. <laughs> this is what I've been envisioning and trying to like figure out for like a couple of years now is like, how do we do spiritual community? You know, maybe even like maybe even in person, like like I think the thing is like there are those of us for whom spirituality alongside our lived ex experience is not optional. Yeah, and I and I think it's more than just like you and me, the people who are like yeah. like in it in it, but like I mean, like look at like you know culture at large is like the, the, we're nuns and duns out here, and while there's a, a delicious freedom that comes with letting go of dogma and religion there is a certain kind of depth to life that is no longer explored through secular living and capitalism only. Yeah. And so what do we do? We, you know, capitalism and, and consumerism takes like, oh, this is a quick fix. 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 Mm -hmm. And while it's wonderful that we have like a religious and spiritual buffet to choose from, we load up our plates, but we never finish them, if you will, rather than like, let me just get enough for right now. And also another metaphor, we dig a, a field of potholes rather than digging enough to strike mm -hmm. water. And another metaphor to pile on top of Bring. the first metaphor as like a metaphor sandwich um, is after we go to the buffet, we then go home to eat it alone. And uh -huh. it's like, <laughs> hello. And it's like, that's so fucking sad and it's like not how we were made to live mm -hmm. and something that i'm trying to accept right now which maybe is this is stupid but like i have a hard time with with people that like are very much there's nothing beyond the physical just because mm -hmm. that's never been how i operate i've always been ex just very like mm -hmm. spiritual and woo woo and all that I'm only um, fine. I'm, I'm not, I, I'm fine if they believe that, but if they tell me that I'm a fool for believing that there might be something beyond the physical, then I'm almost like, girl, there is just as much proof in either direction. So like, what do you want? It almost feels like empire, like gets a second stealing. Ooh, like, <laughs> come on. Like when it's like, Okay, yeah, you kind of took this opportunity to connect with the real Jesus by by imperializing mm -hmm. this religion and then afterwards leaving us with just the option that there's nothing. And it's like mm -hmm. I just I guess I I guess I that maybe the like sister in me just wants people to find enrichment mm -hmm. in their in their own way together. Yeah. And I think that's like, once you recognize, once you recognize that it's not that serious, you know, or just like there's, it's not even exclusive. Like, mm. I don't know, like, I haven't, there was a, a, a comment that was left on a, a YouTube video today. I was like, because I, I, I posted a new video on YouTube because I'm back on the YouTube and I, I saw that. shared my story of like, you know, why I left the church. And someone said, I just want to say that this theology doesn't line up within the Bible and this is not a faith worth following. I'm just like, a faith worth, like what, what part are you, what, what, like what makes you think I have any kind of faith? 
like faith yeah. i'm just like i have ex- like and i told him like in the comments that i don't need faith i haven't i have experiences of mm. god like that's the thing once you have experiences of god you don't need faith anymore no. like i don't need mm. to have faith in an afterlife i have an experience of god right now like you know if god is here yeah. now god might be there later but so i'll trust Ooh. that's so good also with that comment it's like don't follow me like right? <laughs> if it's not it. worth <laughs> if it's not worth following then don't follow me like i i feel like... why are you on my page <laughs> why did you take the time to watch a 22 minute listen because i can watch watch time i know you watch 22 minutes bitch. we got the analytics <laughs> i mean thanks for the ad thanks for the ad rev right honestly. Now, granted, <laughs> so funny. I've made nine dollars from ad revenue because, like, in the past year. <laughs> Are you serious? Well, mostly because I haven't been posting like okay, hardly at all. So, like, fair. that's um. But I just think it's so funny. Like, that was one <laughs> of the reasons I'm just like, I don't like it's too much money for not enough return. But again, like, I have to like, <sighs> I'm reimagining how I do business. It's another. That's another podcast for another time. Um. I I just love and support you in whatever it ends up looking like and oh. like yeah i'm just so happy you exist and i tell my friends i try to tell my friends that all the time oh. but i'm just so happy you exist i'm happy you exist you're really nice you're really cool and like easy to talk to like Thank you, kevin and i think we should probably just do this again because we have to have talk more about like what a spiritual community look mm -hmm. like beyond beyond church yeah and how you know how do we create meaningful spiritual but not religious community i'm trying so hard and like i know you do retreats right? oh let me tell like, you i i wanted to do retreats this year but here's mm -hmm. a here's a big old fact there's a difference between what people say they will do and what they will actually do and i'm learning that oh shit. i, learned I that see the, what you're saying i learned that the hard way this year put a deposit down on like you know, 10 spots at a retreat center in Tennessee, goose egg on registrations. And I was like, really? Mm -hmm. Did and you like, have any? Nope, not a one. And so that it, blows my mind. You and me both. And so it was just like, okay, so what was it? Was it timing? Was it location? Was it people don't have money right now? Because like, it was only like 600 bucks for like three days. Oh, wow. That's, that's really good. When I tapped. <laughs> I'm not mad at I'm not mad at you guys. I just I was doing I just my best. expected better. It's like I dropped that price because it was like I'm gonna make no money on this and I'll break even. It'll be great. And then, just, woof. That was that's that was that's kind of been like the theme of this year in some ways. It's just like all right, we had a lot of business splats this year. Hmm. But then I refocus. My friend was just like, well, you didn't, what works really really well? And I'm like, the cohort you know, my cohorts that I teach, those, those seem to be, well. you know, as far as like consistent income, helping people consistently and mm -hmm. joy in the process. And so I stopped focusing on everything else over the summer. And I only focused on coaching and working with my students and business turned around again. I was like, oh, okay. So just focus on what's work until I have the space mm -hmm. to take that financial risk in the future. Yeah. Um, and also the second thing I'll say, I wasn't collaborating with anyone. And that was another thing I recognize. I'm like, oh, silly, silly me. Now it's just like, because my friend Mason also said, um, even, you know, even JLo has an opener. 
you know mm, yeah. the only person who doesn't have an opener is beyonce beyonce is the opener for beyonce you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i am not her okay there are similarities but um oh, she's our so virgo queen the only virgo i actually well that's not true i like a couple of virgos i want to not like virgos because <laughs> they're powerful yeah and i'm threatened by it Ooh, <laughs> that's really shit. well because because like you know it's very scorpio of me like i'm just like it's one of those fun fact about a Scorpio or a scorpion, like the yeah. actual animal. That's... But a scorpion, when it's surrounded by fire, like they happened a lot in the Middle East, they would make a ring of fire and put a scorpion in the middle of it. It will sting itself to death rather than suffer in fire. Oh my God. So I have that same thing you have for Virgos, but for Scorpios. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like legit, I'm like, you're in there with the death and rebirth shit. Like I'm trying, but you're in there. Oh yeah. And so we, but... we, st we stayed on here. I don't like, I don't necessarily, it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like, um, like I'm an old salty grandma or maybe an old salty, salty aunt who like always has like a joint on her lips. Who's just like, oh yeah, this is what's going on, girl. Get used to it. This is the world. <laughs> um, that image yeah i hope I that comes out for gagatha oh my god she gagatha christie she is my muse right now i just yeah. i love the silly gender expression of the whole thing like stupidly comic comic comical tits like <laughs> comical tits paired with a bearded face that is like clearly a caricature it's yeah. so fun I love that. And I love that there's something of it that's like, what do we do with this person? Well, enjoy. Like, yeah. Cause like, I'm just like, the thing is like, she puts on a show. Like mm -hmm. she like the, and yeah, I could go on for days. Like, that's the thing I love. I'm really loving drag. I'm loving I'm it so as, a, as a hobby and I'm loving it as um, a way of making new friends. Because again, that's one thing I've really wanted. And like, I'm legitimately making friends right now. Ooh. I love that. It's so good. Okay, so in honor of time, can I rapid fire a couple questions at you? Please hit me, can I, baby. Can I spin your exit questions on you? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right, Kevin, what's just one thing you like about yourself? I like I like that I um I prioritize my peace and that I take care of my body. Because mm -hmm. I didn't used to. I used to be very um destructive towards myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now I'm very mindful, especially now that I need to get a hip replacement. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. That's another conversation. Oh, I just, I got, you know, bad joints. That's a big deal. It's so annoying. I'm 33. I'm trying to hold out till <laughs> at least I'm 40. So if I can get, as long as my quality of life does not go down significantly <laughs> in the next two years, I'm going to be okay. Okay, good. Yeah. What's one thing that you're committed to? One thing I am committed to is, um, I am committed to my practice. I'm committed to my path of of, um, of understanding who God is and who I am and God and my role here. And and by that I mean just like my role of trying to help other people understand that God does not hate them, but is in fact loving them. So yeah. long answer my practice or short answer my practice. I love that. And yeah. 
I hope that you keep doing it and that mm -hmm. you get enough support so that you can keep doing it so that we can, yeah, all that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what's one thing that pisses you off? One thing that, oh my God, when the light turns green and you are like the car in front at the line and you don't go, and then you get mad at me when I beat my horn at you a little bit. I'm not leaning on the horn. It's just yeah. a beep, beep. Just a reminder. I'm not a, I'm not a mean girl. I don't care. But don't, the people, especially in Atlanta, that's one. Like, it's just like fucking blinkers. That's all we, we if we could use blinkers. Dude. Yeah, so. Girl. It's Do you just, have roundabouts it, in Atlanta? Because that's my actual. Stupid stupid Ugh. and i'm just like and they, they've been, been installing them in like fucking neighborhoods like the tiniest little roundabout i'm just like let this be a four-way stop <laughs> this isn't people don't know how to use them so yeah anyway anyways Ugh. anyways apparently what... they're both, <laughs> <pissing> <laughs> both yeah it's very new england of you actually um just saying what is um one thing i'm gonna skip what's just one thing you want to do before you die um, I mean, I, I'd really like to make the Oprah book club. I would really like one of my books to be in the Oprah book club. What makes you bloom in the Oprah book club in Jesus name? New York. Oh, New York times bestseller. Come on. Ooh, yeah. Call it all in. Yay. <laughs> um, and I think that, um, yeah, that's the one thing I'll do. Cause it, the answer is one thing you want to do not 20 things you want to do listen this is your question kevin <laughs> i'm just messing mm. um okay thank you so much for being on my show this really, was a blast truly. sorry about the, the connection issues um and if you have any uh if you need the audio just let me know and i can send it your way okay can you quickly tell us how we can just like work with you buy your stuff yes. and your new book can we buy it yes 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 you Comes can out in january right Yes, it's available for pre-order now. The book is called What Makes You Bloom? Cultivating a Practice for Connecting with Your Divine Self. It's coming out January 2024 from Broadleaf Press. You can order it at thekevingarcia.com slash bloom. And I would suggest using bookshop.org. There's a link there. Okay. Um, if you have to order from a box store or that one mm -hmm. place that... Um, the one place we all fucking shop at, but we don't like to talk about it. Yeah. Um, my first book is called Bad Theology Kills. It's available um, on Amazon because <laughs> it's self-published. <laughs> God damn it. And uh, you can find find all my links, um, link in bio. I'm at the Kevin Garcia on Instagram and TikTok. That's where I live most of the time. And then thekevingarcia.com. And if uh, do you want to sign up to do some coaching with me, go fill out the application, set up a time, and let's chit chat. We do um, want that. Yeah. For the collective. We want that. So, yeah. Yeah, we love, love to support this. you. Thank you so much for listening. That was my conversation with Kevin Garcia. Kevin, you are welcome on the pod anytime. I look forward to at some point continuing our conversation about kind of what this could look like with spiritual communities and live in life. So thank you guys for listening. Um, again, I do, I will say it again. I have spots open for my surf and yoga retreat to Mexico. You do not have to know how to surf. You don't have to have yoga experience. 
just come. I'd love to have you. Um, and beyond that, I also have spots open for my retreat to France in June of 2024. So Mexico's in January and France will be in June. And I'm joined in France by my friend Libby Duffy and they are offering a tarot, tarot workshop and we're going to do river bathing and yoga and fresh French cuisine and so many other things that I can't think of off the top of my head, but you can see at the link in my bio at joyplay dot org slash retreats. Okay, that's all from me. I hope you have a beautiful Friday. Bye!